Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Delco is in lockdown, but we managed to infiltrate and we tracked down Keith Gallagher, the singer of Payback, the star of the Face Rec Eternal Pit music video, the preacher of the One Scene Unity. You know who he is. I've been wanting to have him on the podcast since August, which is a really long time. I've hit up all of our mutual friends and I feel like I was bugging them, but I just needed to have him on the podcast. I had so many people hit me up and recommend him, which was crazy because I get recommendations all the time, but I have not had one person recommended to me so many times. So I was like, okay, I need to have this guy on the podcast. And then I flew out to FYA. I caught payback set live. Their whole set brought a different energy. I was just amazed. I was like, this is insane. I'm so happy that I'm experiencing this right now. Seeing Joe Hardcore in the pit, seeing members of Jesus Peace in the pit. It was just crazy. Just seeing everybody go off for payback. It was such a cool experience. And I love that band. And I, I remember I was like, all right, I'm going to approach Keith in person. And hopefully he's not upset with me bringing the topic of him coming on the podcast while we're at this fest. We're all supposed to be there having fun. But he could not have been more nice about it. He told me that he wanted to come on the podcast and that he would. It was just a matter of time. And I took him for his word. I didn't uh, really push it too much. And recently I had on Greg from World Demise, the Mongoloids. And once again, he recommended Keith Gallagher on the podcast. So at that moment, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this public service announcement, which I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I just didn't think it was the right thing to do. But got caught up in the moment. I just did it. And somehow... It got in the ears of the right people, got back to Keith, and that's what kind of led him to actually finally doing the podcast. So I'm really stoked to have been able to finally have Keith on the podcast. He's somebody that I respect way more after being able to sit here and chat with him about his band, his views on hardcore, and just the current state of things going on. He was awesome on air and off air, just a real dude who loves hardcore just like me. So I'm so stoked to finally be able to put this podcast out and trust me Keith and I are going to do more podcasts in the future I know some of his friends were there with him and they wanted to come on but we're a little shy so shout out Andrew we need you on next time it will happen the once in unity reigns supreme so please without further ado welcome Keith Gallagher to the podcast Welcome to the podcast, Keith. Hey, what's going on, man? Dude, it's been a long time coming, and uh, people know uh, behind the scenes that I've been trying to get you on the podcast for a long time, so seriously, I'm so happy that you're here on the podcast, so thank you. Oh, no, yeah, I, I'm, I also appreciate it actually being on here, uh, and I'm not trying, it wasn't like a build up, like, a, oh, man, wait till he gets on here, like, he's got some things to say. It was more like, you know, I'm the kind of person I am, which most people probably just think I'm not like this, but I'm like always in my head about everything. So like, you know, in theory, I'm like, oh, I love talking about hardcore. Like, that's like, why wouldn't I want to talk about it? But then I'm like, oh man, like, I don't, I don't know what I talk about. I don't like, you know, you like, I just second guess a lot of things. So I'm like, I'm a little like, I'm sure everybody has their anxieties, but I'm like, nobody wants to hear me talk for an hour because like, 
people that do know me close know that like you get me going it's like like oh man i really just wish he hadn't started you know <laughs> I mean, it could be like i know you said greg's was your longest one but like man you could probably get me on here for if you, if you didn't cut it probably like the whole day just talking about i don't anything especially i got some coffee oh man you never know that's awesome to hear. Oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, I've definitely been recommended to have you on for like a, a really long time. Like, like a lot of people, uh, you know, described you as like you know legendary monster. He's like you know in every pit. Uh, you know, does uh, you know his, his band Payback? Like, I'm um, obviously loves hardcore. Like, would be like really fun conversation. So you should like have him on. So I'm uh, you know took people's advice and uh, reached out. So I, I'm happy seriously that you're here. And it's cool, yeah. So uh, the fact that you love talking makes this whole thing like easier for me because those are the kind of guests that I love having on. Oh yeah, and now I'm talking about anything, whatever you want, like hardcore, not hardcore. I I might not know about it, but I'll I, you know I'll talk about it. Okay, all right. So you uh, sing for a band um, called Payback, which is awesome. I was able to catch your set at FYA. And I stand and say that, like, I think your guys' set, in my opinion, was the best, just like the overall energy. And um, maybe it was like, you know, me being biased because it was my first time seeing you guys. But like, I, I thought the set was just insane. And especially just seeing like all the different um, people like moshing for you guys. I was like, this is insane. Like the, the energy just felt different. Like when you guys were playing, uh, can you um, talk about that set? And just like um, if you remember anything from it and like how it was for you guys up there. Yeah. So it was insane. Like I, like, I don't, like, you know, bands, like, I feel like it's almost like, I don't want to sound vain when I say that, like, yo, it was crazy, but it literally was insane. Like I did not expect that. Like we, I, we played like, I don't even remember what, what slot, but like early-ish on and like, you know, the sets were cool, you know, but you got that, even though I feel like FY is different than a lot of other fests, like there really isn't that dead space, especially this year. Like I didn't even remember a set that like bombed or, you know, it was bad. Like it was crazy like there was no like band that you could like eat during it was just like everything was good so like you know the sets were good and i'm like okay and then our set you know i i don't know i i'll get back into what i think about payback um too but uh i just feel like it wasn't even for us like a crazy set it was just like you know the people you know and like I, that kind of sounds corny in itself but i feel like the people just feel certain it's like a it's more than just like oh man that band's cool i don't know i just feel people feel like they're a part of it almost like we didn't i don't even know if we really we didn't really intend for that to happen but i feel like you know it's more like a i can't even describe what i'm trying to say it's like a welcoming kind of like i don't know just like the vibe of it is like yeah it's payback you know it's not just like those five guys because really all of us signed up to be in that band because we were like you know we were kind of feeling like we were missing that vibe of like you know, we got this band, local. We just it, it plays and shows, and all of our friends just go out and mosh, right? We, we had, kind of haven't had that vibe in a minute, where it's just like, all right, no matter what, you know, your like ten friends are gonna mosh, you know, and that's kind of what payback is. It's just like straightforward, straight up hardcore, and there's no real, there's no agenda to it other than we love hardcore, and that's it. And we just we like like playing for twelve minutes. Like playing with our friends just like having our friends watch and i think it kind of people i don't know i feel like the energy of it is kind of like contagious and other people are seeing that it's just like a hardcore pride you know a lot of people are just realizing that hardcore will die if you don't 
put your 10% effort in, right? 10% effort is like going to a show. You know, you're not required to go to shows, but like that's like, I feel like that's what the general person can contribute. Like, oh, we go to shows. Like, people do zines, people do bands. Like our 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 uh, effort to keep the longevity of hardcore the way it is is to do this band. And you know, we we only ever intended to be like payback was supposed to be one band, one show, local show. Yo, let's just do this thing real quick. Five of my friends. That's it. It is what it is. You know. We were going to do one thing and then we did it and we were like yo that was seriously so fun and i feel like the first the first set we had it was like a different kind of vibe it wasn't just like oh some people were into this band it's cool it was like a different feel of like almost like a mentality rather than oh i like that band it was just like i just like what that band's about just hardcore literally i don't know and it, it's like well then what other bands about and it's like well i don't think that band's not just about hardcore it's just the way that the way that the feel of it, I don't know. I feel like it has a, a weird kind of energy to it, and it doesn't have to be something that like tours the world, right? But it's a time and place thing, and I feel like that FYA set was just like it's just kind of like a this is like something that feels just different. It's not like it feels better than other bands. It's not like it feels worse than other bands. It's just like feels the energy just feels different. And like I looked out and I was like literally, you know, we had like Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Northeast in general, like represented pretty hard at FYA. So I've recognized a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know, all just going after it. And like, I'm not, like, I'm used to be on the other end, right? Like, I've been in a couple of bands, nothing crazy, but like, Payback's the first band I've been in that like other people from other areas actually know about. And like, you know what I mean? The internet's crazier. So I can, I can see why it's easier for bands to spread now. But like, I'm not used to that. So I'm used to the other way where I'm looking and I'm like, I see my friends on stage and I'm like, damn, people are killing each other. This is epic. Right. And to see it from the other view is kind of crazy. And you know what I mean? It's not like you're playing some sold out arena or anything, but like, that's what, what, what that was as the biggest I ever want to do. You know, that's, that's what I want. I don't care how many people are, how many people are participating, how many people are watching. It's just like, you look out and you just feel it and you're like, you know, I always, I'll rip see the pain till the day I die, but they really established hardcore pride for me. And like, that's why we cover it. That's why we kind of, we kind of hold that motto because we kind of got the same vision. You know what I mean? We're just hardcore kids. We know that at the end of the day, we all have jobs. We all got like, you know, life, but that it is what it is. Hardcore is what keeps life kind of moving for us. So like, just look out and see that crowd, which is like, you know, it's like 12 minutes, kids just went ape shit. But it was just like, a, I don't know. I really feel like I'm rambling right now, but that's why I said it was cool. That's what I got to say. So <laughs> you mentioned See the Pain. I was curious about that um, Florida connection. Like, how did you guys link up uh, with uh, your drummer? Because I know he's from uh, Florida currently, and I was just curious, like, how does that work with you guys being in uh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, so, um, so Bob, Bob Wilson, I'll throw him down. He's... Uh, He's one of our, he's one of my one of my best friends and one of my uh, one of my go-to guys up here and one of the the uh, we'll say the curators of Philadelphia Hardcore. Um, he moved to Florida for a couple of years and when he went down there, he established a lot of friendships um, with all the Florida guys and Lennon's kind of like their godfather down there, I guess you call him. He probably will never go by that and I've referenced him that before. He just kind of like goes silent on it. I don't I don't know if he likes it or not, but I just. He's just kind of one of them all, all doing hardcore guys. It's just like, he's in like, oh my God, so many different bands, but everything he touches is gold. Like, he's just like, 
he's just like a he just feels like he's just like a hard force of mind or something like that he just he just like envisioning something and he's like i want it to sound like this and then it does and it's, and it's good it's never really corny sounding so anyways that link kind of happened and then you know carter kind of got in that mix he's been in florida alabama so down in the south that's i kind of you know bob and carter became really good friends and then carter started traveling up here every once in a while and then he'd be up here hanging out so then we kind of that's how i kind of met him and he became friends with anthony kind of through the same lines if i'm misspeaking they'll correct me but i guess kind of how i feel about it and then uh so he basically became one of our guys doesn't live up here but he'd be up here a couple times a year and then and then anthony wanted to do um do payback and he just that he started he made the roster he he made sure Andrew was in it, Jake was in it, and then he's like, Carter, you got to play drums in this. And then he reached out to me and was like, you got to sing in this. And I was like, all right, all right. I was like, that's how it's going to work. Like, if I if I, if I I have to do the singing, that's fine. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. And that's, so that's kind of, it's kind of, that's like when I said it was supposed to be a one-show thing. The Unity show last year, you know, Bob was talking, Bob and I had a big conversation about what we got to do for our local our local scene and he came he birthed that idea literally in like 10 minutes he came up with a list of bands that need to play it and it was just like this eclectic list and i think it was pretty much the list that ended up playing but like he like texted me back in 10 minutes with the list i had to scroll through i was like holy shit let's go and like payback is kind of born from the same thing like you know we were starting that band we're like yo we got to bring this one scene unity back then like we got kids that don't even know each other live 10 minutes from each other it's because one likes punk, one likes beat down or something, one likes metal. You know, these kids don't even know each other. And this is embarrassing. You got to bring them back. Like, when I started coming around, it was like, it didn't matter what show it was. You had the weirdest group of kids at a show. That, there was only one show, right? Or there might have been two, but like, it wasn't like, oh, it was this punk show. You got to ask what has this, or it was this, you know, really hardcore show, or there's this, you know, it's like, there's so many different avenues, and like, people feel like they're different like, ways to go. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, Hardcore should be just hardcore. It doesn't matter, you know, who you are, what you are. Show up to the show. You don't got to like everybody, but just get along, you know? Because numbers dwindle once you start making these little sectionals, you know? Um, I don't remember what the original question was at this point. That's probably going to happen about every question you ask me. But, uh, yeah, that's how we got that connection going there. Kind of Bob going down there. And, like, um, Blistered at the time, it toured up here. I think I can't remember the time frame and everything. But um, that, I met Lennon when he when he uh, came up here with Blister, and we just kind of like bonded real quick, like the same stuff, had the same kind of ideas, just just real quick bonded. So I've been like, and ever since he started PYC, Weed Your Case, you know, I've been like, man, this dude, this dude is the truth right here. And yeah, everything he does touches the gold. Everything he puts on his label. You know, it's the same deal. It's all the same. It all comes back to the same idea. You know, we just kind of hold ourselves together as a group. You know, it's just friends because we just we just see each other. We see we see hardcore the same way. We see life the same way. You know. So. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. And uh, don't worry about going off on tangents. I, I appreciate that. And um, you did answer my question. I was asking uh, how did uh, Carter uh, get into the band, but I, I want to go yeah. back to you mentioned briefly the um, Unity Barbecue. When I first saw Bob post about that, I thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, that's so awesome to bring all the bands from the area together to play a show. And especially like the way that he had it set up with like how the um, 
like price was to get in like before the first band then after the first band and it's just like loved everything about that and i i just wish more people saw things that way uh, because for me being in california like trust me there's like uh there's some unity but obviously there are different clicks and stuff and i was like i i, I look at it as a whole and um it, it does get me bummed out a little bit that we're not a, a little more united. So when I see things like you guys doing the unity barbecue, like I, I just like, damn, like I, I just think that's just seriously so cool. And, and for him to bring it back again this year, I, I saw the lineup. I'm like, dude, this is so sick. Like I, I seriously love that idea. Yeah. And I, I'm, I think that's the short, that's the show. I mean, to me, that's the show of the year. Um, it's just, it's just, I, we'll get into that. Um, but I'll talk about the first of that, how that all started. And then, if you want to talk about the Unity show, we can kind of talk about it a minute because I feel like the people that weren't there, like, I don't know, it looks cool, but, like, the feel of the show, I, I can't really describe it in words. I can do my best, but, it like, and it sounds corny because like, oh, man, like, it was, it was epic. But it really was an epic show. Like, it was, like, and it was cool because, you know, all the bands were from, you know, within two hours or whatever, and there was no, like, definitive, like, need for a headliner. It was just like the bigger bands obviously played later, but like the feel of the show was just like I don't know. Felt like when I first started coming around, like just kind of I don't know. Probably was even better than that. Like it was just everybody was there, everybody was feeling it. I don't know. It was just really cool. But basically, I started. I was going on a rant, just like I'm going on now. And I called Bob one night, and I was just like, I don't know what happened. I was just all amped up. I was like, man, I'm so tireless. And he's like, what? I feel like I just saw a flyer for something I didn't know was happening. I forget what it was. It was mm-hmm. something where I was just like, you know what? This is the last straw. And he was like, what? And I was like, man, I'm tired of like kids that we're friends with coming to our area asking us like, oh, do you know this guy? Or, you know, it happens all the time. It's like some people get asked about like, oh, do you know this band in your area? And then like a younger kid or even an older kid would say, oh, no, I don't really fuck with that. Or like, oh, no, I don't know that. And it's just like, how do you not know? The kid lives 10 minutes from you. Someone from out of your area is coming asking you stuff about your local area like you shouldn't be like a curator and like you know you're not like required to know these things but it's like well i mean you should know like you should know what it is you know what i mean and, and it became the thing where i'm like you know it's just kind of taking a step back and thinking i'm like man i go to shows got my friends and like we're all guilty of it you know to different extents it's just like realizing that and just saying all right what can i do to you know fix that or correct that or make that better you know i can't fix everything but maybe we can make it a little better and it's just like yeah you know go to the same shows same people but like people just stand in the little little corners you know don't fuck with openers because they're like oh, yeah it's punk's not really my thing i keep going back to that i don't know why i keep uh, it's like what for some reason easy thing for me to say but like or that band you know i just don't like it or it's too heavy or it's too slow or you know it's not like oh i showed up i might match with something i don't know might talk to someone i don't know that still doesn't happen so i was just like you know what man we gotta have we gotta have a clear and cut definition we gotta just we gotta just do it we gotta we gotta unite the people like i just want to say some things like if we're in a room i just have this feeling i gotta i gotta let this thing out or it's gonna explode inside me i just gotta say something people it can go over like a fart in church doesn't matter it's just we just gotta we gotta say it if i have a microphone in my hand i'm in no band right now it's before payback i don't care like i just will take a microphone i'll say yo Settle your differences. Look to that person across the room. You don't know them. You see them every week. You see them every month. You better get to know them. You better say what's up. You better squash these little, whatever bickering little problems you have with people in this room because this is what we got. And, you know, we got to hold on to that. And if we don't, this will, like other things, dissolve. And 
you know, we're always looking back as hardcore as something that was a thing of the past because it's not going to, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. If you don't, if you don't support it, if you don't, if you don't be it, it's not going to be it, you know? And so I got on this like 30 minute tangent and he just kind of let me talk. And then he goes, he's like, I got an idea. He's like, I'm about to put together, about to send you a list. He's we're just going to do an all day, like a all day Sunday show, start early early admittance for the first band, all the locals, all different styles, try to get a band from every area around, you know, and then don't worry about getting every band, but getting like some representation. So, and then we were talking about, we we're like, no one should really get offended if they're not on this, right? Like we're going to do the best we can. It's not so much as your band on it, right? It's doesn't matter what bands are on it. It's the idea of it, right? Get 15 bands on one day at one area, change the feel of the show, make it like a, barbecue and that was the idea with making a barbecue it didn't barbecue because of weather mother's day it was just like about 10 different things happened at once but then it not being a barbecue it ended up being like a pizza party which was kind of funny because it was just like an inch of rain outside and it was crazy but it was kind of funny that it wasn't actually a barbecue um but yeah so he sent me this list so bob is the you know bob is the curator of the community i keep saying that sometimes i like the final word that I'm not even sure what the real definition is, but I'd like to overuse it. Curator is that word right now. But anyways, he's definitely uh, responsible for bringing it back off of my weird tirade. Like, it was just like that conversation happened. And I was like, okay. It just sparked the thing. And he just was like, boom, I got this idea. I'm doing this. And I was like, all right, let's go. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that he was um, able to, uh, you know, listen to your your rant and be like, all right, cool. Like let's actually take action and do something about it. So the fact that he was willing and able to put together a, a, a cool lineup and especially, I, I feel like if you look at that list from, you know, top to bottom, it's definitely a good representation of your guys's area. And the fact that everybody was willing to be on it and it turning out awesome is, is cool. Like the one thing that I think is like pretty special about it is that somehow uh, there was really no like footage from the barbecue. And like, when you look at something like that, you expect somebody, especially from like your area, you guys have like, you know, Sonny, he's local. I'm not even sure if he was uh, there at the time, but like the fact that it wasn't even filmed, uh, I feel like that gives it like, like a whole like different like mystique when it comes to like the first ever, like, you know, Philly, like unity barbecue. Yeah, yeah. So I forget where Sonny was. Sonny was traveling. I forget where he was. I think he might not even been in the country. I forget where he was. But yeah, you're thinking you didn't really think about it until after, right? I forget. If I got the conversation came up, I was trying to film it. You know, obviously if he was around, he would probably filmed it. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it just like it, it was like one of those things where we were just kinda like in the midst of things, getting things figured out, getting the stage built, getting everything figured out. And then I feel like I swear as we were cleaning it up, we we're like, yo, nobody filmed this, did they? Like people had iPhones, people took like there's like clips that were on like Instagram. Someone a uh, damn white made a, like a little uh, montage of the day which was kind of cool it's like a really like i don't know maybe three minutes i don't even know if it's that long i forget but uh it's a pretty cool representation of the day but like yeah we were talking about like dude when's the last time you like went to a show that wasn't filmed at all like this is obviously i love sonny i support him I support his patreon i love everything he does but like so this isn't a dig at him at all but like stuff is and it's not even just hardcore everything is documented right mm-hmm. social media kind of takes your day you know, for some people, just kind of why, you know, you, I'm a little elusive to get a hold of. Cause sometimes I just get this weird anxiety and I have to like shut myself out from everything. So just, you know, you, 
you kind of forget that like you can do stuff and not tell people about it. And that's nothing, there's nothing wrong with people using social media. I don't think that, but like when you take a step back and think about it, sometimes it's just like hardcore. When I was starting out, just, you know, it wasn't something that like there would be videos, but it would be like, I don't know. It wouldn't be a, every show, every set. And people didn't, you know, but like I said, I love Sonny and I love that he is kind of like our, hardcore curator <laughs> he kind of keeps like yeah it's like every because like you know not everyone's as fortunate to be from an area where hardcore happens all the time you know or where good stuff can happen in your backyard right so like people rely on that around the world and that's cool i'm just saying though the unity show kind of like you said has that mystique has that feel you kind of like oh yeah there's no like record of this happening other than flyers and like people being here and that's just the way that i remember stories of shows being like you know, people somehow sounded like they were eight foot tall in the story. Like, you should have seen the size of this guy, right? Because there was no video. There was no picture. It was just kind of like people were telling stories or shows. And, like, that's just kind of like that folklore to it, right? You know, the lore behind it kind of gets cheapened by knowing, okay, I saw this set, you know. I saw the reaction. I know exactly what it is. Instead of someone saying, like, you should have seen this reaction. Like, kids were flying off the walls, like, there was, you, there was, you know, it was like a, it was mayhem, and you know what I mean, like that whole like, yeah. Um, you know, I I, 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 I definitely get that because I'm um, watching watching a live set um like it gives you an idea of uh how the set was but i'm there's not like a lot of times we can actually like you know get that same feeling of actually being there live and experiencing it in the moment right 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 and that's just, i don't know i think that's cool that that's how it happened you know i just can't wait for this uh but you know i want the, the world kind of restore but once the world restores barbecue part two you know well i i, I feel like every year I, I feel like the the date for the second barbecue um, it, it's like at, at the end of April, and I, I'm not sure if I've seen if it uh, there's been talks of it being postponed or not. But uh, like I, I know like a lot of places have uh, talked about like you know reopening like mid April, and that's literally like right before the barbecue. So do you have an update? Is it still scheduled to be April 25th? Yeah, I mean I won't speak for Bob because that's his kind of that's his deal. But like as of right now, I know it's not moved. But like he's obviously gonna do the right thing. He's had to cancel shows, and just like everybody has, and you know, it really sucks because you know hardcore does exist in like almost like a different plane of existence from the real world. And I think people kind of like expect hardcore to still happen like that. And it's just like, you know, I'm not gonna be like sound like a, a parent or whatever. But you know, at the same time, you know, like you kind of have to follow what's right for people. You know, get get on the other side of this and then obviously you know once we're clear of this then hardcore thrives again you know it kind of really sucks because a lot of us kind of rely on hardcore to get us through the daily week the day the night just anything you know hard times make the better times better you know so yeah as of right now i think it's still on for that date until you know we get closer and figure out what's actually going on and also i want to make sure that like this doesn't sound like i took some kind of credit for a union show that's all bob wilson i just was letting you know like you know behind the scenes i went on some weird rant and it just kind of was like you know his i think his ideas were there and it was almost like uh the fire got lit he was like it's happening like and i like that didn't even happen that long before the show that's why i was like 
his his ability to turn to make things materialize is like uh, it's like it's pretty crazy to to like witness sometimes. Yeah, he's gonna listen to this and be like, oh, dude, I wish he wouldn't talk about me. But he really is <laughs> yeah. kind of doing cool things around here and he like watching him process things and like I was just having small conversations about like, Oh, we should get that band here and then within like ten minutes he's like already contacting somebody, figuring it out. He's got a venue. He's getting a flyer made. And just like ah. he's just he's just crappy, you know? Yeah, and it's awesome to uh, see in here too because uh, for me, um, looking at Bob Wilson, he was always just like the singer of uh, you know like Mother Mercy and uh, you know Beware and all the other bands he was in um, until like I started getting to know him and it's just like no like that that's like you know he does more than just you know sing for bands so it, it's only cool to you know hear like these things uh, about what he does behind the scenes. Yeah, and he's not gonna talk about it, so you know he's not gonna like. Because, like, he's not egotistical. He's not even going to say, you know. But, yeah, he does He does a lot for the area. And, yeah, he's not the only one, but the Bob Wilson joint at the classic show. You see that on a flyer, and you know there's no gimmick. It's going to be a good show. And it always is. I haven't been to one show that has been labeled a Bob Wilson joint that wasn't just a sick-ass show. So I want to talk about the um, promo that Payback uh, dropped, like, right before FYA. Obviously. Um... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me put a plug out there for Plead Bike, Plead Your Case, and From Within Records. So and Street Street the Hate. So PYC uh, started by Lennon. From Within Records started by our drummer Carter, who at the same time Playback was starting. It's like I got to do this tape label, so he kind of was working with Lennon to figure out how to, the best way about it, and um, and also Street the Hate run by Alex Casey. Um, they did, a, they did that that OFJ uh, Alfred Justice got through a little shout out on them too. Uh, they did that split with us that came out for this is hardcore. Um, but yeah, so we did that little promo. Sorry, that was really long winded to say. Yes, we just did a promo. Um, we had two songs, one original, one cover. Um, the one scene and uh, cr- cross cover called Fist Thrown Up, which I think is one of the most underrated and had a, uh, incredible hardcore songs ever to be uh, written. And that's why we covered it. And I don't know if people actually listen to that song or not because I don't know. I assume that people listen to those songs, but well, I don't know what people do. If I'm gonna be honest, I had never heard of Crutch until I saw that you guys had covered them. Because you know, going back to when they were an active band, I wasn't even like you know aware of hardcore. I was a little kid and just. Uh, finally seeing them uh you know uh or finally hearing them because of uh you know listening to your guys's cover i like went and listened to them and i was like wow i was like i, I feel like payback uh, takes um a lot of inspiration from uh crutch uh, would you say that's fair oh yeah yeah uh we definitely uh mercilessly rip them off um i will say this crutch is very hard to find uh music wise you can get some stuff on youtube the last lp they did um which i don't think I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with LP, but I think the earlier stuff is like, you know, that's the creme de la creme. So, like, that stuff's like, I think the demo, the where you at demo is like probably one of them, like, uh, relics of hardcore. Like, people know about it and it's like a oh, sought after kind of thing. So, I feel like that's easy to get. I like all of it. I'm a glutton. I love all of it. Some people will be like, ah, I don't really like this album or that album, but I love all of it. Uh, yeah, Crutch is a big time uh, inspo, both uh, musically and just 
aesthetically for our band. If you look at our uh, logo, if you look at, I don't know, pretty much anything we've done, uh, back of our our uh, shirt design is the crutch, the crutch guy with uh, payback. I got to plug uh, Tyler Mullen and uh, Brandon Watkins. Brandon Watkins did our, uh, I don't know why I'm doing this, but uh, he did our original logo off the crutch where you at uh, demo tape. And uh, Tyler did the, he's done a lot of designs for us, but he's done the, the crutch guy for us too. He's a gunman on the back. Uh, where the hell was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, big time uh, crutch guys all across the board for the band. And, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, I mean, yeah, we definitely, the song Payback, steal some crutch lyrics in there, steal some crutch vibe. Uh, the band name Payback sort of comes from a song called The Last Payback. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, are you guys um do you guys have any contact with any of the members of crutch since uh you know the, yeah so i'm gonna shout out richie crutch on here as well uh he's, he's in wisdom and chains right now uh, i think he's playing a much mob as well but uh yeah i uh I've, I've talked to him a couple times over the years but had this hardcore this year uh, i just happened to be in the back and he happened to be, i was in like a conversation with him and then i started punishing him about crutch and told him i was like he's like yeah you're in, you're in bad, bad payback right i was like yeah and i was like i guess he didn't really uh i don't know if he's seen the the logo or not but he didn't realize he didn't realize how close it was to the, the old crutch stuff and uh and i was like yeah you know we pretty much take our influences from all the stuff from your era like your, when you were coming around and that's what kind of band that we wanted to make so that's what we do we just it's not even that like it has to sound like that that's just like I don't know. It's just the feel of what we want, you know? And that's just what we went for. Old PA hardcore stuff. You know, Crutch, Wisdom, Living Proof, Strength for a Reason, Mushmouth, Out to Win, Dysphoria, that kind of stuff. That's just like, I don't know. That stuff to me, stuff kind of fades in and out. Like, is it still listenable? And that stuff has always, ever since I heard it, always been listenable. doesn't matter, like, what when I'm listening to it. I'm like, man, this just never goes out of style for me. So that's just kind of, that's the way Anthony was. Anthony is the originator of Payback. He's the one that set it up, brokered all the deals with the members, you know, got everything moving. Uh, he, that's all he was listening to when he wrote it. Strength, Mushmouth, Crutch. And that's what we came up with, you know. It's a very simple uh, combination, a very simple equation. And then we just came up with it. And that's what, that's kind of what we rolled with. I, I think and, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome that you guys, like, you know, like, love pa hardcore that much to actually you know cultivate um the, this band around like you know those different sounds instead of like you know um reaching out and like doing like a different style from a different area i i think it's really cool that you like show that hometown pride and pay respect to the older yeah, yeah. bands beforehand yeah that's what we that's just uh, i mean honestly andrew uh he may or may not actually jump in this at some point. So, yeah, I'm going to try to get him to come in here and just say a couple of things. Cause I feel like he's got good takes on hardcore in general. He's a little shy though. So you gotta, you gotta bear with him. Um, he said to me one time, I feel like it wasn't when we first met, but at one point we were driving and <laughs> I'll never forget this because he kind of busted my balls about it recently. There was one, I don't remember the conversation, but I was listening to like steel nation or something in the car. We've got to, I got to throw some respect on them too. One of the greatest of all time never changing uh i forgot what i listened to and he was like 
he's like, man, you really listen, you really like PA hardcore. And I was like, I'll do PA hardcore until I die, man. I ain't listening to anything else. And like, there was probably a couple years where I straight up that was my gimmick, and I didn't listen to anything that wasn't because of me. I mean, that's kind of like a little overkill because you know I was a lot younger too. But like, you know, that's just you kind of miss you miss the broad spectrum when you do something that crazy. But having a nice focus on your area and like, I mean, it's just something in the water, I guess, in Pennsylvania. Because I just, I mean, unless it's something that you just you kind of grow accustomed to your own. With what you're what you grow up with i don't know but uh that's just uh, just always had an affinity for it you know yeah no i i definitely respect that because uh every scene has a history so the fact that you, you guys uh know it and are still paying respect to it, it it's something awesome because i'm like the type of person like i'm proud uh to represent um, orange county hardcore and you know back the bands that are from my area so uh i always take interest in other people's scenes so when i see things like what you guys are doing and putting respect on like i said the, the bands that came before and the ones that are still around i i think it's super awesome yep that's so, what it's about i think yeah that is what it's about but um you guys have uh th- that song the one scene uh and at fya you guys were, were were preaching uh you know one scene unity which is awesome i i think that um mentality is great because it would be cool if we were uh you know unified but um it, it's it's hard to imagine that actually happening just just because there are so many people involved. Um, but can you talk about, uh, you know, what that song means to you and if we can actually achieve the one scene unity? Yeah, I will, I will preface it with, uh, Joe, Joe hardcore recently when we were in conversation about, it, I was like, yeah, you know, they're doing that, like come and correct thing. Cause I'm coming correct. has a song called, uh, one scene unity. And that's, uh, members of crutch and, uh, record 25 to life. And, uh, people from, uh, living proof and they they're kind of i feel like not even trying to rip them off but like style wise like we don't sound like coming correct but i feel like the vibe is there and it's like we're not trying to like rehash it completely but it's almost like well what's wrong with what's wrong with like talking about what you want to what you want to what you see as an ideal right i see an ideal as like you know obviously obviously very idealist that there's a lot of nuances that will never make it you know, it might never be a full one scene, right? But like, you know, it's something I just started saying during our during our, during our set when we first started. I was like, this goes out for the one scene, you know, and then one scene, you know, and it became like a joke that Carter would do. He'd just walk around and be like, yo, Keith, what's it about? One scene. And it just, that just kind of started from a little joke. Okay. And then it became like, yo, it doesn't have to be a joke. Like, it doesn't have to be serious. And that's just kind of how payback is. It's not a joke. And it's not 100% serious. Like, we talk about real things. Like, lyrics are real. We talk about real things. But, like, at the end of the day, we try to put it, I don't know, I think my vibe in in life in general is just, like, talk about serious things. But I try to bring it in, like, a way that people actually want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say you need to read this pamphlet and change your life. But it's like, you know, I say real things, but I keep them short. Oh, I don't keep it short. I don't know what we're trying to do. But, like, just try to put it in a way that I would want to hear it, which mm-hmm. is, like, concise. I keep saying these things. I'm not concise, but uh, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, so the one scene. So, yeah, it started out like that, and, uh, you know, it is very common correct sounding. You know, it's just that's just kind of what it is. But, like, I uh, I kind of riff off of bands that I like now. So there's, uh, there's definitely lyrics in there that I stole straight up from Point of Contact, and I told them about it because I was like, yeah, I took that line from you guys because I really liked it. And uh, 
you know, I do the same thing with just bands I appreciate and I like, you know, it's not like I'm trying to steal it and make it my own. It's more like I'm trying to further promote like ideas that I like, you know, and the one scene, I, I say this a lot too. I say, it's not where you're from. It's not where you're at because, you know, people say it's not where you're from. It's where you're at, you know, like, okay. That's I think it's not where you're from. It's not where you're at because you can go anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. It's what you represent. So it's what you bring with you. And if you just, you don't have to do anything special, you know, just represent your area. You know, unless your area sucks, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't take this seriously. But like, you know what I mean? Like represent your area. And if everybody represents their area, right? And then you like go to the next little level up, your state, right? Okay, represent your state, cool. And then you like, you put on for your state. And then like for us, it's the Northeast. Represent the Northeast. Okay, cool. You know, it's like bring that idea back to your little area. It's like, I'm not inventing anything, right? We're not inventing anything. Payback isn't an eventful band. We just do what we want and we just say what we want. And that happens to be just, you know, put on for your people, you know, and then it doesn't matter. They don't have to be in your backyard, right? You know, you could come to our area. I come to your area and present this, you know, have the same idea. Like, okay, cool. You know, it's just like a, that doesn't have to be a global encompassing thing, but like it can be too. That's what I, I think is cool. Is like what I say could mean to a 16 year old kid. Oh, cool. I'm going to go all the shows in my area. It could mean to a 30-year-old kid, I'm going to travel everywhere and I'm going to, you know, just be hard, be a hardcore kid in all these different areas and try to, like, you know, bring it all together. Or not do that at all, you know? It, 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 you can take the words to whatever level you want, but at the end of the day, it's just, like, promoting, like, just, just from, it's just like a reminder of, like, remember, this dies without us, right? So we got to kind of, we got to unify a little bit. Yeah, and I, I don't and think... I respect that, and I I, I love that because I feel like I'm the the 30 year old uh, kid who's uh, actually starting to travel more for shows. Because when I was younger, I, I didn't have the means to you know fly across the country to go to a hardcore show. But now that I'm older, uh, a little more responsible, and I have a little more money, so that's like what I like to do when I can. So like you know going out to FYA and getting to experience. What, what it's like out there and seeing like a, a bunch of bands that I'd never seen before, like, you know, like payback. I, I thought it was uh, like something very awesome and special and something that like I want to continue to do. So it, it's something cool to be able to travel across the country and have a good experience when it comes to going to a hardcore show. Right. Right. And that's what it's about. It's not, that's what I always say. Like, obviously we have some pride where we're at, right. Which is like Philadelphia, Philadelphia suburbs. I won't say I'm from Philadelphia because I'm not, but I'm from the suburbs. I've lived in the city a couple times. You know, you just have that sense of pride of like your little area bubbles up to like your general area, you know? And I don't remember where I was going with this, but hardcore pride is most important, right? Mm -hmm. So I could move to Colorado, which I won't do, but I could. And it's not like, oh man, I left Philadelphia and all of a sudden, boom, can't, can't be about it anymore. No, you just, you take those general ideas with you. It's what you represent as a person. It's what you represent as a, as a team. Let's call it a team. I don't care, whatever you want. Let's call it as the one scene. It, it, it is what it is, but it's just reframing something you already know. You already know, like, support hardcore. I mean, you already know that, but, like, it's just like a reacclimation of thinking. Like, hey, it could be, it doesn't have to be all serious. Like, everything's, everyone's tough, everyone's serious. And it doesn't have to be, like, oh, that's tongue-in-cheek. That's a joke. It can be somewhere in the middle where it just kind of exists and you can... You can poke fun at it if you need to. You know, I'm a pretty gimmicky person. Like, I'm pretty easy to make fun of, and I accept that. And, like, 
I don't know, but if people will listen to the words and say, like, I don't, I don't ever need somebody to come back and say, oh, man, you're one scene, you speech at that FYA or at the barbecue or whatever. That's what changed everything. Like, I, I don't ever want that. But knowing that, like, how I feel about hardcore and how I consume words and consume thoughts and ideas, I'm like, oh, well, you know, if, somebody, if one person listens to this and says, oh, okay, I know what I need to do to go home and start that band, or I know what I need to do to make the kids in my area really understand that, like, if we don't support this, it won't be here. You know what I mean? If one person does that and I never hear about it, epic. If it becomes something that other people take and run with and just, you know, obviously it's not taking it from me because it's a general idea. But, like, if that becomes a a movement, like, whatever, it doesn't have to be a spoken movement, but people just roll with it, that's cool. That's great. That's more than I could ever ask for. I mean, we were supposed to play one show, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah well I, I i honestly can't think of another band that's you know preaching something like that so i think it's awesome that you guys are doing it um but you have brought up that um, it was only supposed to be one show uh how did it grow into what it is today when did you guys have that conversation that like okay maybe this one show i'm um, like wasn't enough we need to do more all right they might not like me talking about it because there's probably some like people probably think we're like rational adults or something but none of us are um, Andrew's probably the most rational adult out of all of us. But uh, basically what happened was we were just playing the Unity show. And then before the Unity show, um, One Step Closer was playing United Blood. And then on the Sunday, they were playing Philly. And Bob wanted a, a local opener. He's like, yeah, what do you think about Payback playing, opening that show? I know it's before the Unity show, but like, it would be cool. I think you guys could get people out. It would be cool. I was like, all right, cool. But like Carter wasn't going to be able to do that and then come up for the unity show so obviously he's come up for the unity show so we end up getting our friend john bose who has played drums in cdc in daylight and uh cold cuts i'm sorry plays in cdc he still plays like that he's still playing and then he uh does cold cut cold cuts merch uh he we got him anthony had talked to him got him to uh play for us in, in pennsylvania sometimes when carter wouldn't be able to make it so he played the first show and we did it and it popped off and it was like, again, like, it's not like a, I'm sitting here trying to pat my back, like, man, we had a sick show. And I was like, this isn't even for me. Like, I'm in this band because we needed a singer, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly need to be in it. Like, it didn't need to be me. It just needed to be somebody and have me me. And, you know, just to get this thing off the ground, because we were like, we just need a band. Our friends need a mosh. It is what it is, right? Have me me. So it ain't, it ain't me just saying, man, we got a sick set. It was like, for the people, for the people in the area, it was a six set. Like, it was just probably eight minutes. I don't even know that long. And, you know, Steve Weiss from uh, Hesitate got his nose busted in about the first 11 seconds. He was singing every word and just got smashed and blood everywhere. I mean, I'm not trying to say we're my own band, but, like, it was just, like, one of those things where it's just, like, chaotic. And then before you knew it, it was over. But everyone enjoyed themselves. And it was a good time. Um, yeah, it was just cool. It was a cool thing, and when we when we felt it, we all felt it together. We were just like, "Dude, that was that was splendid." So we were like, "Let's um, like." It wasn't like we ever had like one conversation where we had to keep doing it. We have our little group chat. I'm sure every band has some kind of chat where you keep up with things. And in it, it was just like you know, we were just texting about, it, "Dude, we got to play more stuff." And then Bob was pushing us too. He's like, "Yeah, if you guys don't play shows, that's stupid. You better play shows. Like, it's a good pop, you know." good for our area you got to do it like, all right fuck it let's 
not like, oh, fuck it. Like, we were all excited about it. Like, yeah, let's do it. So, played a couple more, like, local area shows. And then um, Joe is a good friend of ours and kind of like a hardcore role model for most of us. He hit us up about this hardcore. He said, he didn't even ask. He said, you're playing. And I was like, I almost had a heart attack. I was like, I didn't have any words. I couldn't even say thank you. So I was like, oh. Not to be dramatic about it, but I literally, literally, he literally caught me in my tracks. We were all out to eat. We walked out of a restaurant. He's like, yeah, you guys are on the fest. Tell Anthony, tell the restaurant. And I was just literally almost shit myself. I was like, oh. and like, again, even if you watch the video, I'm like pacing the whole time, which I do because I, I just have like panic attacks and anxious all the time. But like, it was a big deal for us. But like at the same time, it was like, you know what I mean? Like, it just felt right. It just, it wasn't even for us. It was for the area, you know? It was for the kids, for everybody. And I feel like it makes me sound like I'm vain and like, oh, we're just something so different. I don't really think it is that different. I just think it's like a reframed understanding and it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's not a motto, but it's just, it is what it is. It well, works. And then we just kind of, we're kind of all idiots, but we, we get together and we play shows and we write music and we just love hardcore in general. So it just, and we're all morons, but it works. Did you uh, lose that face wreck cutoff hoodie? Oh yeah. So that, had, uh, that was, I don't even know how everyone found out. Was that on Twitter or something? Cause I don't even have Twitter, but like everybody asked me about that. So I'm assuming like it hit social media or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that's actually, how I saw it. Like people were like posting like, you know, if found, please return. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it's the, I don't even know if I want to say because the lore sounds way crazier. Because every time I heard about that, like recently, someone asked me. Um, now I did get it back. Uh, all right, so I'll ruin it. So I, I just kind of put it on this back railing so I can bosh to uh, any mind. I think that's what. Yeah, because it went us face rack back to back, which was epic, and then any mind. So I put it down so I can bosh to any mind in the back, and I came back to my spot and it was gone. And AJ had it was a one out of one uh, face rack thing he had made for me for the face rack video. Mm-hmm which was a crazy experience of its own. But, uh, you know, I wore it because, I don't know, I just I felt like, I really like AJ. I got to throw out big respect to AJ. And speaking of other bands doing the one scene, Face Wreck uh, definitely is pushing the one scene unity. And, you know, I don't want to think I'm, I don't want him to think I'm championing his efforts, you know what I mean? I'm more like trying to stand side by side, you know, push, push my ideas, which happen to be in line with his, you know? But, uh, yeah, he, he had made that, for the video and he's like yeah this is your uh this is your payment for being in my video that's literally what he said to me and i was like thank you i didn't want to be paid at all but this is really cool and then i wore it and i was like and there was only one on one so i was like some smug motherfucker just decided look what are they gonna do with this thing like anyone that wears it someone's gonna be like wow that's really cool and then someone's eventually gonna come back and one of us is gonna have to like get it back and it's gonna be annoying and then so i'm like freaking out i'm annoyed i'm like i literally almost like was down hand and knee like in front of groveling in front of AJ. He wasn't even affected by it. He's like, ah, that sucks. I was like, dude, no, it was a gift. I feel terrible. I don't know. I feel like I'm like, you're I like, I'm a kid and I misplaced my like game boy or something. <laughs> and then Jake Abbott, who plays uh bass and payback had found it. It was like, Oh, it was his key. So I brought back the table and it was in our merch box. And it was literally not a big deal at all, but it is what it is. So, you know, I, I saw that uh, face rig video, and this is before I even 
um, you know, had I, I'd ever talked to you at, at that point. So like I, I watched that video and now that I'm able to ask you about it, like how was that experience for you? Like how do they approach you to uh, uh, be in the music video? Oh, you wanted, oh, the approach is better than everything. All right, so it was FYA, not this last year, the year before. I walk up, I forget, what they, I literally got off the plane. I missed, I missed the seat of pain set. I missed Heat Seeker. I, I had to work today. It was bullshit. But I basically got there, I think during Lux. I ran in, they hit the Philadelphia intro, and I ran in, jumped off the back of the stage and started moshing. But right after that, I'm out back, and AJ's back there. And me and him are boys. You know, I always love seeing AJ and Sarah. And, uh, he goes, yo, we got to talk. And I was like, oh, shit. And AJ's like a very serious dude. Like, he's not a violent guy, but he seems like somebody that can get the work done if he needs to. So we're yeah. in the back. And he says that to me, like, out in the back. And I'm like, fuck. I was like, uh, yeah, man, sure. Are we good? And he's like, yeah, I'll come get you in a little bit. And I'm like, like, can we just talk now? I don't know, like, what you could have talking. And I'm like, so I'm like, shit in my pants. I'm like, I know he's not going to beat me up. But I'm like, is he going to beat me up? And then so he finally gets me. He's like, like your anxiety down yet i'm like a little bit i'm like you can just tell me what you need to tell me and he's like yo so philadelphia i'm coming up and in a couple months and we're going to do a face track video and you're going to be in it it's going to be like a rocky montage kind of video you're going to be learning how to mosh instead of learning how to box and i was like say less let's do it and he's like he's like yeah that's that's what it's going to be and i was like okay and that was it. That was all I knew. And I couldn't tell anybody about it. That's what he told me. I was okay. like, all right, fine. So then it came time closer, and I had to get people. We were supposed to do it. I think it ended up getting shot right after the DVD show. But we were supposed to, I forget. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to do, I think it was supposed to be the same weekend or the weekend before. I forget how it was supposed to work originally. But I was supposed to get people involved, and then we had to move it. So it became this thing, and then ended up, you know, ended up being really cool. But it was just like, I've never been on a music video. I've never like thought about it being a music video. I was just like, yeah, I mean, this is going to be AJ's mind works differently than anybody else's. So this will be the most epic thing of all time. And I think it was pretty close to the most epic thing of all time, but it uh, was like a 14 hour day. I think it was something where he stayed, he got to my house at like two thirty AM. I would say we were up. He played me the new face rec songs, including that one. I mean, he had sent me that one. So I at least know what it was, but like <clears throat> he played me the new record. We just sat up talking about hardcore, and then we were like, yeah, we got to be up in, like, an hour or something. So we all, like, went and took, like, a nap. Woke up 4 a.m., I think. We left for the city. And, uh, yeah, we started shooting at 4.30 a.m. Did all those night shots, the running shots first, and then did all the stuff in the city. Did the whole uh, Italian market run. Had a bunch of people come through, do those moshing parts. Or not the moshing, the sing-along parts. And then, uh, and then we went to my gym in King of Prussia. I'll throw an Algeo MMA uh, gym shout out to. That's where I train uh, Muay Thai. And I asked my coach about it. I was like, "Hey, look, can we use the gym for some uh, for some music video stuff?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he got he knows that I'm a hardcore kid. He doesn't really like he knows he understands that like I'm just a strange dude and I do crazy things, come in with some weird injuries and. Yep, um, but he like he was there when we showed up. You know, he had the camera, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna." I was like, "You want to be in it?" And he's like, "I was like, you can definitely like smack me around a little bit or something. I don't know. You want to like you can do some 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 training sequences." And he's like, "He's like, I'm about to get out of here. You have to go train. I have to go, okay. you know, do some other stuff." I'm like, uh, "Okay, 
So he's just like, just get it, just make sure her, uh, you know, the facility is in the in the shots, you know. Like, all right, cool. So we did it there, and like that part. I mean, that part we probably got there like I don't even know, sometime late afternoon. So like it's already been a long day, and then I was like just drinking energy drinks. I'm like, let's go, man. Like this is I was like tired the whole time from doing everything, but like at the same time, like so there's like I would say there has to be like two hours of gym footage that isn't isn't um documented in there like the my favorite part is i don't even i think it's i think i have to watch the video again but there's a part where the, all the bags are swinging aj basically made this game where you swing all the bags and i'd have to like you know different take different different takes at it as like hitting the bags and going basically treating it like i'm in a mosh pit like in a room right mm-hmm. and people moving like there was i can't tell you how many shots we did of that like that was like and like every time I don't breathe right anyways, but like, and if you ever see me at a show, like I'm always out of breath, no matter what. I just, I'm like that puppy that can't eat enough. I just can't like exert myself enough until I'm about to pass out. Right. So like I was dead, but we just kept going. And then there's my favorite part is the, the part of it made it in the video where Jill, um, Andrew's fiance, I'll throw respect on her too. Jill where she's awesome. Uh, she, I'm like, you know, she's a, she's a little crazy one. And she was like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll be in this video. So, and I was like, all right, you want to like rough me up a little bit? So there's a part where she's, I can't remember if it makes it in the video or not. So I keep getting mixed up with other footage, but she's giving me a bunch, she's punching me in the, in like the, in the ribs and the chest, like all these uppercuts. And then she hits me with one, hits me right in the liver. Oh. And I literally, I, I tried to stand up. Like I've only been hit, hit in the liver twice. And that was the second time. Mm-hmm. And I tried to sell it. I tried to be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then my body just collapsed. So I think that part might have made it in. That she slaps me in the face real hard. Wilson slaps me in the face. There's a bunch of stuff, and then there's a bunch of times where they're throwing, they're dropping medicine balls on me, and like, there's a lot. I got hurt a lot, in it, but it was a lot of fun. Like, there's, I think all of that stuff didn't really make it in the video, but it basically was like a, a really long day. Like by the time we were done, I was just soaked and just tired and wet, and it was a lot of fun. And I don't know, it's cool. I don't know why. I just, I feel like I didn't even talk about the actual video but the video was sick and when she was um uh hitting you in the body did she know what she was doing when she hit you in the liver or did she just get lucky and just crack you there um i kind of like i i was like she i think she was gonna put gloves on originally and then i forgot what happened the next thing i knew she had no gloves on and she was like i was just like hey yeah i was like for your hands and maybe not break my ribs i was like these are my ribs this is my sternum. Don't punch there. Like hit, like hit me in the core, but not there. And then she was, she was going. And I feel like she was like a, like a wind up top. Like, you know how you start a top and start spinning, spinning, spinning. She was like, so we like went over like, I mean, I didn't have to show her anything. I thought I was going to. And she's just like, she naturally, I had just corrected her a little bit on her movement. And it was just like, she already knew what she's doing. And then she just hit me like with an uppercut, like right on the, like right she caught it and I literally just tried to stand like stay standing and my body just went nope and that's only ever happened to me once I got kicked in, in like the liver area and I did the same thing where like I was I didn't it didn't like instantly like make me fall but I was like try to stand and all of a sudden like all I can say is a liver shot is like a, your body kind of reacts by like shutting down slightly so like it's almost like hitting the restart of your computer it's like but not your brain just like your liver and I swear it just makes you just crumble I'm like you're not like knocked out you don't feel bad you just are on the ground and you're like oh. and then you can kind of get back to it and you're like oh shit that was weird 
That's wild. I saw AJ for the first time in person at um, this past FYA, and I I don't know why, but uh, like I, I had him on the podcast a, a while back, and I uh, would text him occasionally, and I, I was just really nervous to introduce myself to him because I was like, oh, I was like, what if he doesn't even like remember that he was on my podcast? Like, I, I don't want to seem like an idiot, but I, I eventually went up and like introduced myself, and <laughs> it was just so funny to me because it just seemed like it just like he didn't care at all. But I was like, oh, cool. It's just like to me, I was like, finally, I because I, I, I want to meet the people that I have on face to face, so I, I was like happy to finally I'm able to like introduce myself and you know shake his hand. But I was yeah, I was just so nervous. He, he just looks like um to me just like intimidating. Yeah, he has that kind of composure where you're like, uh, is he not gonna murder me right now? I don't know, but like when you talk to him he is actually like super super nice and like you don't have to be nice and bubbly because he's not he's not bubbly but he's very nice and he's just really straightforward with his, with his line of thinking like obviously i'm very all over the place and the scatterbrain of when you talk to me and you never know what the hell i'm gonna say it's, and then i'm in a funny way it's just kind of like ah, no, you don't know what you're gonna get but with him it's just like very direct so when we were discussing like this, like the schematics of this like timing wise and everything i'd be like cutting jokes on the phone i'd be like in the car with people cutting jokes and he would just like there'd be silence on his end and he'd say okay so i'm gonna be there at 2 p.m and then i would just say something stupid i don't know and then it would just like he would ignore whatever i was saying and then just say the next thing and i was like okay all right aj <laughs> but For sure. we did get him to break during the video shoot and he did laugh i wish that was on videotape because I've never seen him actually like belly laugh, like full on, like uncontrollably laugh. And mm -hmm. he did a couple of times because I was getting really hurt during the video. So that I'll never forget. And other people there also commented on it. said, do you guys see AJ laugh? And I was like, yeah, he actually did laugh. And it was, he's probably going to hate that people hear that he actually does have a sense of humor, but it might be for pain, but it is what it is. Yeah, but shout out AJ, shout out Face Rack, shout out Preserving Hardcore. I definitely like what he's doing out there. Yeah, we actually played out there. We had the honor to play out there, and it's so sick. He's got memorabilia. I think it's really cool, the, the Pittsburgh area memorabilia stuff he has, but like just general memorabilia from 80s to now. It's really cool. It's honestly, like the museum part is really cool. His record store part is really cool. I love CDs, so the CD part, obviously, I just sit there and just go through, just skim through things and pick some stuff up. And then the, the venue, it's like, I don't know, it's literally like, a pipe, I feel like it's a pipe dream. I don't know if pipe dream is the right word for it. I don't even know what pipe dream actually means, but it's like a, I feel like it's a good fantasy for most people. Oh, yeah, like I have it all in one building. Like I have a daydream sometimes of like something similar, and he did it. He materialized it, and it's epic. So I want to talk about your or Payback's first release. I knew the name, uh, you know, Delco was in lockdown, but I never really gave what Delco meant ever until uh, it was a couple of months ago. I was uh, home. I was like on vacation from work and I was just binge watching this show on Netflix called The Circle. And I'll, I'll never forget the people were, you know, introing themselves and there was this girl on there and she uh, mentioned that uh, she is from Delco and she's like yeah like you know uh, I'm a Delco girl and then I just hit pause I'm like wait I'm like Delco I was like why does that sound so familiar and then I, I went and like you know obviously searched my brain and sure enough I was like oh shit that's like the name of like that uh, payback record I was like Delco's in lock-on I was like I'm like oh Delco's an actual place like it, it all just started like you know clicking in my brain and, and like I, I just thought that was so funny because like so now like whenever I see that anybody's from Delco I always had to ask him like about like the Delco girls because she like you know made some comment that like you know they have like a weird reputation out there 
yeah. I I won't speak badly about Delco. It's definitely like a it's definitely a way of life for sure. Mm-hmm. If you're from Delco, you know exactly what that means. It doesn't have to be a derogatory thing. It's just it is what it is. You know, you just happen to be from an area, and uh, it's funny because as a singer, I'm not used to this because for me, payback like I'm just a part of it. Like obviously, I have the microphone. That's like the quote unquote focal point of most bands. But I don't see it as that. I see it as five idiots on a stage, or I love not even being on a stage. My favorite shows are, oh, man, I, just put me in a VFW hall for the rest of my life, and I'll be good. Stage is fucking, yeah, just a layer of complexity. Anyways, Delco. Anthony and Jake are from Delco. Carter's obviously not from the state. Andrew's from Town, Pennsylvania, which is where I'm at, which is where we're cutting this podcast from right now. He's somehow still not in there. I think he's playing Call of Duty. I swear I hear a gun going in the room. He's a coward, but it's okay. I still love him. And uh, did I hit everybody? I oh, me. I'm not you. from Delco. Yeah, so that's where I was getting is uh, all these, uh, actually these young kids from Delco like, yo, what part of Delco are you from? And I was like, I'm not from Delco. And then I'd be like, I would kind of remember which town Anthony's from. Delco is short for Delaware County. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I could always forget, but then they're like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, well, I grew up in Montgomeryville, Lansdale area. Like, I'm from Lansdale pretty much. And then, uh, you know, I was living in the city, but that's, and I, you know, I'm not from Delco. And they're like, oh, really? What? And I was like, Anthony, he's he's the dude you need to talk to. And they're from Delco, you know, that's it. That's where they grew up. And that's actually Anthony lives out here in Boyertown now, but. Uh, and Jake lives in New Jersey. So no one actually lives in Delco right now, which is kind of funny. And I hope that doesn't ruin the mystique for anybody. But honestly, it goes with the one scene. You take it to your area, you can put whatever you want in lockdown. You know what I mean? Yeah, for Stay sure. And how important was it for you guys to get those guest vocals on Delco's in lockdown? Because you have one for every song on it. And I, I thought it was awesome. So I was just curious, um, uh, what was the thought process behind that? Oh, yeah. So that goes in line with everything I just said about me being a singer, but really just being a part of the band. Um, it's just what we represent. You know, I mean, Marty, Marty Wims, shout out Struck Nerve, shout out Agitator. Agitator is one of the most important bands to me. They're at the first show. Not that that's like a brag or anything, but like first show, first shirt I got. You know what I mean? Like I was always the road dog for them. And uh, I also get confused as being an Agitator because I'm on the promo shot back of the LP. But anyways, he's on it. Mully, Tyler Mullen, You're the Knife. Uh, most one of the most important bands to me is Year of the Knife. The, vo- the vocals, the lyrics, everything about it, the aesthetic, it just the way that he is is just epic. And then Bob Wilson, he's our little he's our, he's our little our leader. I'll call him. He'll, he's gonna fucking hate listening to this one, but uh, he will listen to it because he listens to every podcast. Um, yeah, those three people, the three songs, and again, it's just like. You know, this is our this is our group of people. This is our these are our people, right? You know, this is what we represent. These are our guys. You know, it's 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 not so much as like, yo, we got guess what? You know, what I mean, like not in a corny way. It's more of just like a, that's my friend. Oh, he's in line with us. He's part of us. Payback is not just the five of us. It's all of us. You know, it's a it's a mafia thing. Um, he yeah. So it's just our people that we really liked. We haven't haven't come in the studio that day. And Wyatt put it down in the knife lair, and they were like, "Yeah." And then, ah, so it is what it is. I don't. I really know other than that. It's people we like, and yeah, it is important. And it just—I don't know. It feels right. And I—I I, I think it's awesome that uh, 
you like respect those guys so much and were able to get everybody on uh, the record and i was just curious uh, i've seen agitator once and uh if i remember correctly it was at sound and fury uh were you there that year that they came out yeah yeah i came with them yeah okay and yeah, yeah seriously like i i saw them i was like this man's so sick because like I, I knew about them leading up to the fest but um i i can't remember like i think that might have been the only time i ever saw them yeah, I almost shit my pants during their set. Like, actually, like, you know, if you're like, oh, I almost shit my pants. I literally almost shit my pants during their set. It was bad. Um, All right. I, I'm really curious, even though, like, I'm glad you didn't shit your pants. But I'm, I'm going... Yeah, I don't know why you said that, because then, you know, you know, we followed up. I was like, I don't even really want to follow this up because the story's going to suck. Like, I don't want to take away from him talking about Agitator. But, uh, yeah, so we went to In-N-Out Burger, like, an hour before the fest started. And I forget. They were pretty early on the day. So we ate. We got disgusting food. And then they were playing. And, like, I've done that a million times, right? Mm. Like, I know the deal. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I do it. And they were playing. And then, like, literally, I swear it was the first song. And, like, that, you remember that that room. Yeah. Like, you had to, like, it was, like, enclosed inside the room. So, like, you had to, like, run all the way out of the barrier then go around to find the bathroom. So it wasn't, like, a closed bathroom. And I was standing there, and I'm like, well, I'm on the front lines, dude. Like, this is, these, are my, these are my guys. Like, this set's not very long. If I go to the bathroom now and something goes wrong, like, I don't know what's about to come out of me. I don't know what's about to happen. It just feels like lava is about to flow out of me. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. But I'm like, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss the song. I'm gonna miss the set. Holy shit, I can't miss this set. Like, how did I wait till right now to almost shit my pants? So I'm having this, you know, inner struggle, and I just start running to the back. I, I would die if it was one video. I don't think it is. I start booking it to the back, and I'm like running. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna shit myself. Oh my god, I'm gonna shit myself. And I get all the way outside the barrier, and then I don't even know. This happens to me sometimes now. It just, it just like sucked back in. I don't even have to go. And I'm like, and then I just ran back out. And I was like, but the anxiety of me almost missing like even one song of the sex, you know, we just flew there. And I'm like, for me, my local guys are my local guys. And that's for anybody else. Those are the bands I represent. And Agitator for me, those are my, that was like my band, you know, not mm-hmm. like my band, like I own the band, but like that was the band that I ride for. That was like, those are my guys. And I was like their mosh guy, you know what I mean? Like for that, especially for that, the merchant mosh guy I was like, dude, I can't fuck up the one 15 minutes of the whole weekend. I have to be on my game for it, you know? <laughs> All right, back to Agitator. Epic band. Yeah. Some of my favorite people over the Yeah, and I, I always, uh, well, I, I saw the uh, the singer at FYA, and I I, I always appreciate that band, so I, I I enjoyed them. So it's cool to still see him, uh, you know, around. Yeah, he's a man. Marty, 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 like a he's a he's a hardcore lifer. He'll be here forever. Straight edge vegan hardcore lifer. He'll be here forever. And, and it's a little strange for me because I I remember him is uh, you know having a shaved head. So now that I see him with hair, I, I was like, oh shit, that's that's him. Oh, you missed the phase because the shaved head, I think. I have a couple times. That was short list. The long hair Marty, where he looked like a oh man, he had some crazy straw long hair for a while. He just looked crazy, like just unkempt. He looked nuts. So like I kind of forget that he had the long hair and I kind of had the shaved hair. But now he's got like a nice hair now. He gets he goes to the barber. He gets it done nice. He's a good looking guy. All you ladies out there just looking for a nice man. This is it right here. He's, he's a real nice guy. And, uh, yeah, he's just a, he's just a straightforward, like awesome guy. He's, he's got his quirks. He's, he's definitely a quirky guy. Like we all have our quirks in our little group of friends. We're just all, none of us are cool. We're all just real weird, but he's a straightforward, like 
he's one of those guys that's there for you. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's just a very dependable person. And he honestly, he's a, he's the reason I'm still here having this conversation. And I won't get the details, but without him, you know, there's a lot of things that could change and agitator and him as a person being the friend he is, he kind of gets, you know, he's, he's kind of quiet sometimes. So he kind of, he kind of just gets skipped over a little bit, but he's a real good dude. And uh, do you remember your time at Santa Fe? Did you guys stay for the whole weekend or did you guys just uh, fly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good time. That was a good weekend. Yeah. Um, me and Andrew and Tyler flew together. Those two of my favorite guys. And, uh, you know, it was a good time. Uh, me, oh man. Yeah. We had, so we didn't plan anything really though. Like me, so Andrew had a bed, Pat had a bed. I feel like, yeah, me, Marty and Tyler, we didn't have a room. So we ended up staying on their floor. The only hotel I've ever been on that didn't have a carpet. So it was hardwood floor. And I did, I just brought the shirts in my bag. I didn't even bring a hoodie or anything. So like, I didn't have much of anything to, to sleep on. And we were the Marty and we Tyler. So the first night was miserable. I don't even know if I actually slept. And like, I have bad back, I have bad hips. I, you know, I just have bad everything. I'm just like falling apart. Marty also is the same, but he literally, am I lying when I say this? He's probably wondering why the hell I'm telling the story, but he literally folded up a washcloth, right? Imagine a washcloth, folded the floor, put it under his tailbone and slept like a baby on a hardwood floor. That was it. That's all he had. I think he might have had a shirt under his head. That was it. And like, I just spent the whole night pissed off that he was asleep and I wasn't. Tyler somehow fell asleep. The next night, me and Tyler, I don't know why we didn't just put together money and go to a hotel. I think we just thought it was just funnier for some reason, which is kind of a key element how I live my life. If there's a gimmick, I'm going to cut it, you know? So we just went to this dumpster and we got this cardboard and we just laid that down. <laughs> and that's how we slept the second night. Anyways, the actual reason of this conversation was the, the show. The show was cool. I got to see trial for the first time. It was kind of weird because someone had just gotten really hurt stage diving, so they couldn't stage dive trial. But trial was like one of my favorite bands and still kind of, it's up there for me. Um, but seeing them was awesome. We saw Violation, which I've seen in Philadelphia, this is hardcore, but seeing it there, that was pretty epic. That was cool. And the whole fest was just, it was a good time. That's the only year I've been to the Sound of Fury, though. That's wild. But, uh, it, 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 it's crazy it to think um, that, like, you know, so long ago that, like, you know, you guys were at that fest. I had no idea that you guys existed. But, you know, fast forward to now and, you know, you guys are all in, like, you know, awesome bands and doing awesome stuff for hardcore. It, it's kind of a trip. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. That's just the, that's just the testament of it. Like, everyone can just do – it's almost like everyone can do, like, micro things, like small things to make hardcore – living you know because hardcore is always there for us not to be corny but we gotta be there for hardcore right am i right yeah that's true <laughs> i've honestly never thought about that that it, it it is always there for us huh. yeah so like i never i don't really want to like help people sell out tell people like you know front runners you know some people are front runners so you just gotta let them go don't pay them any mind but people that like find other things and it's cool you find other things but like think about the stuff that hardcore has done for you like, I'm not saying everyone has to be here forever because everyone's here forever. Uh, we have some people that are just, some people just need to go, you know, and it is what it is. It's natural. Some people just don't, they just don't want to be here. So don't force them to be here. You get it. But then there's other times where people are like, oh, I wish I could still go to the show. It's like, yeah, I mean, parkour is still there for you. And, you know, you don't owe anything, but like, it'd be nice if everyone that kind of got something out of hardcore 
kept putting back in. And it's a kind of, uh, again, obviously optimistic viewpoint because you're like, like not everyone's built the same. Not everyone has the same mind frame. Some people do physically change and mentally change. They're like, all right, I'm literally not into this anymore. I'm into other stuff. But it's just like, if everybody thought of it that way, it's like, okay, well, I was literally going to kill myself until I found hardcore or I had a tough time in high school when this got me through or I had a family member pass and you know what really got me through with this record you know if everyone took that mentality it's not like any other genre of music you know it's not as accessible like physically like you know other stuff where it's bigger and like totally different it's like you can't just go up to someone in the band and say hey man those words mean everything to me and they're just like you know it's a totally different vibe for hardcore you have that so if it is so intimate or it can be, it's not always, but like it can be, you know, hold on to that and make sure that like it stays that way and you don't have to be hardcore lifer, right? Like not everybody is. It's just something you got to deal with. You got to be able to accept that, you know, as a hardcore lifer, you got to be able to accept that too and say like, okay, some people are going to, there is going to be some attrition, you know, people are going to leave and that's fine. But if everybody kind of realized like, hey, look, this was here for me, like these guys were here for me, like, I gotta just do like the ten percent effort I call it. Go to a show, you know, or support this band via PayPal or you know, or buy a shirt on the internet. You don't have to like you know what I mean? Like just the more that everyone can do to keep it going, it doesn't even have to be big efforts. It just it's all like micro efforts, right? If everybody does a little bit, it's like you never realize what can happen. Everybody does a little bit, you know. I'm not doing anything crazy here, you know, but it, it's sort of helping other people realize that they don't have to do anything crazy. They can just do a little bit, you know, or they can do a lot of it. People that do a lot of it, like Bob or Lennon or Joe or anyone that's out there slugging it, touring, you know, Code Orange, doing big a lot, doing big a lot. That's what they're doing, big a lot. Um, you know, I don't know. Did you happen to catch uh, Code Orange, uh, their stream the other night? Yeah. Holy shit, I did. Yeah, we watched that. We all got together. We kind of realized afterwards we got together, we had like 12 people in the room. They're like, well, we just did like what we're not supposed to do in this COVID time. We're supposed to like be in small groups, but we like, I don't know. We kind of all, Hold Orange is a very, like, to me, it's a very important band and the full of all important people. They're really awesome people and they're some of my good friends. I don't see them anywhere as much as I'd want to for only for living in the same state, but they're awesome people and they've always been awesome. And no matter what they do with Code Orange, what level of insanity they take it to, they're still hardcore to me, they're still a hardcore band, and they represent like taking hardcore into not necessarily a hardcore arena. And it's not, maybe it's not hardcore music sometimes. Maybe they have some crazy shit going on that I don't, I can't compute. Like I just, I sit back and I'm like, dude, they're on some fucking next level gimmick with this. I don't even know. Like um, my brain is like trying to tell me what's going on and I don't know. But like, the mentality behind it is always hardcore, you know? And it's cool. They're like playing shows that like I just look at the pictures and I'm like, dude, it's like Queen or something. They're playing like a fucking, you know, insane Coliseum or whatever. And you're just like, those are hardcore kids doing something insane. And they don't they never change, you know what I mean? Doesn't matter what level they get to. Doesn't matter what they're doing. They're still the same people. I go, you know, I'll see Jamie, I'll see Goldman, I'll see all of them. And I talk to them and they talk to me the same way that they talked to me when someone played for seven people in Phoenixville, you know, it's like, there's just people that like get it and they're always going to get it. 
no matter where they are in the country, in the world, they're going to get it. So anyways, it's important to all of us. We all ride for Code Orange, our whole squad. So we got together and watched it in Marty's living room. And I was like, everyone was sitting on the couch. I was laying on the ground, my feet under the TV. And I was just like laying there. Like I felt, I feel like it's the most tense I've ever been watching a TV in my life. Like I felt tense the whole time. Cause you know, I listened to the new record, new, new songs and all the old songs obviously are just fucking slammers. So I'm sitting there and I know it's crazy because they don't have an audience. Like they don't have a physical audience in front of them, but they're still putting everything they got into it. And Jamie as a front man is like epic. I just can't, I can't believe that it, you know, it took this long, but him with a microphone and moving, I'm like, holy shit, this is next level. This is even crazier than before. And I was just like laying there, like feeling like physically tense. I was like, I got to get up. I got to move something. I got to put my head through a wall or something. I just feel so tense. Like I just, this is so crazy. And I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like that's one of those things with like adaptability, I guess, you know, do what you can with what you got. They were about to have an epic show. We were all going. We were supposed to play a show Friday, all driving to Pittsburgh on Saturday to go to that, and then playing a show Sunday. And all that fell through, obviously, because the world is in lockdown, and it is what it is. And we got to get through that. But they did what they could, and honestly, to me, it was one of the coolest things that you'll never forget, you know? I was really excited with the stream. I, I liked the, the the quality and even with all the the graphics and everything that they like, you know, were able to like integrate with the live stream. I, I thought it was awesome because I, I looked at that set and I was like, okay, I was like, I think this is what I was like. I my, my plan was to see them uh, at Coachella because I uh, go uh, well. I, I try to go every year that I'm like interested in bands. So I was like planning on seeing them at Coachella. So like I was watching the live stream. And I was like, holy shit! I was like, I was like, I think this is what they were gonna bring to Coachella. And uh, if I was like picturing like how it would have been on like you know like the huge stage at Coachella and thinking about like how like wild it would have been for them it was just like crazy to see but I, I definitely enjoyed that live stream I, I thought it was cool that they were able to pull it off and um everything like sounded and looked amazing so like I'm really stoked for that band and like I love everything they do yeah Code Orange their engineering whatever they did for that I you know I don't know where the lines draw because I can't operate any instrument so I don't understand how this even works and then the whole video, like Sonny, his, whatever him and his team were doing, and the way that they were like crossing in the signal. I don't know. However, the production for that is done, which I still will never understand. It was something I've never seen. Now, maybe that's something that's like more normal to other people that get out and go a little bit, see things. For me, I was blown away. And we also watched um, Year of the Knife. They did, they did their uh, live stream, I guess it was last Friday, I think it was. Yeah. And totally, obviously totally different. Not a production thing, just them playing. And for me, You're the Knife is also a very important band to me. So I, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to compare those two things. They're very different things and very different um, formats, but you know, the same idea, kind of just trying to do something while this is all happening. And to me, like I was sitting there again, all tense. Like I'm sitting there, like I know these songs, I know all these words. Tyler's one of my guys and I'm always, you know, he's one of the guys that I'm just like, He's a lifer. He's a he's a dedicated to the cause guy, and he has his, his way that I'm like I see him and I know he means every fucking word he's saying, and his words hit me in a certain way. Certain words, especially like I told him straight to his face, I don't care if he thinks it's corny. I needed that song, man. That song's crazy, you know, and he just has a really fresh way of talking about things that I 
you know, it's a very honest way to talk about it. So anyways, and then they have this intro that's never been recorded called the uh, Delaware Death March. And it's literally one of the most epic things of all time. Like, it's up there with Hardcore Pride. It's one of the coolest hardcore things that ever happened. And I'm telling you, man, like, it comes in and it's like a military march. And he hits it, he hits it out for the one scene unity. I'm sitting in Andrew's living room, like, fucking, I got the, the physical chills up my spine. I'm like, oh. I just wanted to, like, go to war. I just wanted to, like, put my head through a wall. Or, you know, I just wanted to go crazy. I'm like, oh my God, this is epic. And then, I don't know, the whole set. And that was that was it. They did their thing, microphone down, boom, it was over. I was like, man, that was just like for not having hardcore shows and for not knowing when they're gonna be at the next show, like, you know, those small victories add up, you know. It's cool. Yeah, when because I I watched their stream as well, and when they finished the set and they all just walked out, I was like, oh, I was like, I was like hoping for some words or something, but they just walked out, and I was like, damn, I was like, this leaves me wanting more. I was like, this, like, it was cool to see the stream, but it just like shit, like I, like kind of wish I knew that the last show that I went to was gonna be the last one for a while, because that, because yeah. I I just miss it so much, and like obviously like I don't take going to shows for granted, because like I, I go all the time, I go as much as I can, and uh, yeah, just seeing these streams just yeah it makes me miss it so much. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about that. Really, that that state of like, you know, uncertainty of what's going to happen, and the numbers are only rising. It's like, okay, okay. But like, I have, I don't know. I would say I have faith in humanity that it will come to an end soon. But like, we can. If that's something you want to talk about, we can. But like, if you want to keep it hardcore, let's let's not get into a two-hour uh, COVID discussion, even though it is important. Obviously, having rape at home. Um, you know, real quick, can I just pee real quick? Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I'll, I'll just uh, I'll edit out the the pee break. You can you put that in. I don't care. The people can know that I got to pee. I my friends know I have to pee all the time. I have like a I just have to pee. Okay. Well, uh, I'll be right back. No problem. Okay. All right, I'm back. Welcome back. Sorry about that. I just I can feel myself not being able to concentrate anymore. Get no, it's all good. Day, so I had to, too much coffee, you know. It's all good. Um. So I don't remember what we were talking about, but uh, we're talking about the live streams and okay. all that stuff. So one thing I, I wanted to talk about was uh, payback. You guys had some awesome things lined up like this month. You guys were supposed to travel to Canada. Uh, United blood was on the lineup. Um, and you guys just recently got announced on uh, brick by brick and you guys were supposed to go to the UK or maybe still are going to the UK. I'm not sure like um, where those plans lie. Can you talk about um, how things are going to be in the future? Yeah. So um, obviously we're doing whatever else we're doing. We're kind of laying low, keeping to our little numbers or whatever, just trying to kind of let this, you know, not let it pass, but like it's got to, it's got to resolve a little bit before it's, safe to be in a sweaty venue full of people again so we had that weekend planned for long island in new jersey going to code orange in the middle kind of like a little weekend of friends hanging out and then yeah we had the canada thing going we have the barbecue and united blood happening and all that is obviously postponed until further notice well mind the barbecue barbecue still on until we get to that point of having to move back but again that's going to happen so we at the gas show it's just a matter of when it's going to be you know and then the um the europe trip got a shout out to P- what, pyc because that's what we represent 
That's what represent over there. And our friends in mourning who also are one seniors. And, you know, that that's how I, when I met them at FAA, that's what they were talking about. Like, we just love the one scene. And we want you guys to come over to um, our neck of the woods because people over there need to hear that. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And I can get behind mourning. They're, I got to shout them out. They sound fucking epic. They do like the kickback kind of style, which I feel like a lot of bands say are fans of kickback. And I'm like, I don't know. I never really hear it. Maybe I just like, I'm like an emotional person and I kind of feel things and I just doesn't feel like that, which, you know, that's a whole nother conversation because sometimes it's like, well, that's one of the actually sketchiest bands of all time. Do you want to be like kickback? Like actually, are you sadistic? Do you want to actually hurt people? I mean, is that your thing? Like, is that the vibe that you want? Anyways, they sound like kickback. They have influences that, you know, they have stuff in there, that the little hidden gems in there that you can just be like, oh man, and his vocals, musically, it's just, it's the shit. It's awesome. It fucking rips. Anyways, we were going to do that uh, little week around with them out there. That would be the first time I'd be out outside the uh, continental North America. And, you know, I was excited. Everyone's excited. But at the same time, that's going to be on hold. We're still going to do it. It's just a matter of when we're going to do it. Hopefully, we'll still be able to do it by the end of the year. That's our goal because it looked like a fucking awesome time. And I can't wait to hang out with those guys. Just get in a van and just talk hardcore, be disgusting. I don't know. By disgusting, I mean just sweaty all the time. And I feel like that's how I live half my life is just being sweaty. Yeah. I feel like uh, when I saw you at FYA, I, I, I can't remember. I, I feel like most of the time I saw you, you had your shirt off. Oh yeah, maybe it's probably, it, it's just like, honestly, like I just overheat a lot and it doesn't, it's not like, Oh man, I got to pop the shirt off. But like, I just feel more like climate controlled when I have less items on as like I know, you know what I mean that's kind of a weird thing to say but I don't know I just sweat a lot I sweat in my sleep I sweat all the time this is the most I haven't sweat in a long time though I haven't really been working out because of the like it's very easy to work out at your home um it's easy to run I did one of those ran once with Andrew Cordenley big rig um did some yoga but like I don't know I just haven't worked out it's weird because it's probably the longest I haven't worked out in ever well, like I haven't been sweaty, which is kind of crazy to think about. I've been very dry. And <laughs> do you uh, regularly train Muay Thai? Yeah, yeah. I'm, when I'm when I'm on, right? This last year has been a weird year for me. Just overall, just I've been like manic, crazy, just doing lots of different things. But when I'm like regular, yeah, I'm in there. Like you know, most times it can be two hours a day, five six days a week, training and teaching some beginner stuff. You know, it's a it's a it's a fun place to be. So between that, going to like the regular gym and trying to run outside when I can, and then hardcore, like I'm generally sweaty almost every day of the week. Yeah, and I saw I can't remember how long ago it was, but you got gifted some awesome like Muay Thai shorts. Oh yeah, yeah, I got those uh, for Christmas. What holiday? Yeah, Christmas just happened. Uh, yeah, the one scene shorts. They're pretty sick, right? Yeah, have you had a I'm chance supposed to... to wear them at the set? I had them on. I was, those were actually on my body during the payback set. Um, I got them. They came in late, and then um, <laughs> uh, I, 
they came in when I was already in Florida and then Marty was coming down the next day. So Marty picked them up and brought them and I had them under my shorts I was wearing. Mm-hmm. And I was so worried about overheating because I overheated at, um, when we played in, uh, we played Reading at the, oh man, my brain. So this is, this is why Andrew needs to be here. My brain kind of doesn't work sometimes. It just skips. And uh, right now it's skipping. Um, Keystone Jam. When we play that. Uh, I wore two hoodies for some reason. I don't know. I thought I don't think anyone in my band even knew I was doing it. I just thought I was, in my head, I was like, that'd oh, be really funny if I pull off my gray hoodie and I have the same hoodie on under it in black. That'd be really funny. I don't Wait, know. Like I just like those. That's why I say my life is a gimmick because uh-huh. we just do gimmick things. Like it's not even like for attention. It's not for anybody else. We just do stupid shit in our lives, and I have to be on video. And I dry started dry heaving, so I got overheated. And I couldn't even get words out for half the set. It's really embarrassing. And I don't know why I'm talking about that on a podcast because my band's probably like, dude, just don't bring attention to that for the love of God. So anyways, I was so nervous that was going to happen again that I went no shirt and I just had shorts on, but I had the tie shorts under and I was like going to pull them at the last song or whatever. I'm just going to take those shorts off, have the payback one scene tie shorts on. And it's going to be funny, I guess, for me at least. Probably not funny to anybody else. Probably just like, that looks stupid. But then I totally forgot to take them off. And then people were pointing at me. And they were pointing at my crotch from the crowd. They're like, yo, they're pointing at me. I'm like, what, what did I pee myself? And then I realized I never took the shorts off. I was like, ah, it is what it is. And then I was going to give them to Nate from Choice to Make the next day. I got a shout out. Wilkes Ferris Grant area. Uh, Choice to Make, one step warm. They're holding it down from Pennsylvania. Um, Nate was like, yo. Those are so crazy. Because I think at the, after the set, I did take my shorts off so see them. And then uh, he was going to wear them. And then I just, that whole um, transition never, transaction never happened. I told rather give them that before choice to make play the next day. So the shorts just got left behind. But they're sick. They're cool. And you talk about taking off your hoodie and having another one underneath. I, I saw the clip that uh, Sonny posted of that like moment. And <laughs> I was tripping out too. Cause I was like, it's, it's really hot being up there on stage. You know, you're, you're super active, you know, running around and uh, performing, but to wear two hoodies, it, it, that was just like, so like insane to me. And I, I couldn't stop laughing. Cause it was just like, yeah, I was like, how the hell could he be up there with two hoodies on? And uh, I, I thought you'd, you know, uh, at that point, take off both of them, but it was just funny to see you take off one and then boom, you're still in a hoodie. Yeah. The, the clothes started coming off and like, it was, I was like in my head, I was like, we don't have any songs. I could just start taking off one item per song and be funny. Like, I don't know. In my head, I just thought it was funny. It wasn't, it wasn't matter funny at all. And the, the top layer was a Carhartt one. And that's the first, um, piece of Carhartt anything I've owned yo that is straight up it should no, no one should wear that to a show it is so hot like that thing just radiates heat like it just it's so warm it doesn't make any sense so like it, if it was two normal hoodies it would have sucked but that thing I think that's why I started dry heating because it was like so hot I also don't drink enough water because I don't take care of myself and then we also went to Shady Maple which is a smorgasbord buffet we did that for breakfast so my body was just in all sorts of anguish before that even happened so i could have done a responsible thing and said i gotta play a set i shouldn't do any of the things i just did but i did all of them at the same time no water eating like an asshole and two hoodies and then everything quickly started ending for me and i couldn't even thank god the uh, army was there to do some of the songs like someone sing singing into the microphone because i was literally if you like if you want a good time well it's not a really good time but I watched that video like 
I was not selling that. I just wanted to throw up and get it over so bad. I just, all I wanted to do was throw up so I could feel better and just keep moving. And I never threw up and I never felt better. So it was good. That's wild. That's crazy. And I also got this condition that I call rat long. I don't know if it's real or not, but I breathed in a dead rat recently <clears throat> before that. What? And I swear my cardio just went down immediately and I never felt the same after. And I looked it up on the internet and it's like, like, can you inhale, uh, like the odor of a dead rat and be sick and there's like this like lung disease you can get this lung condition that you can that will slowly kill you supposedly that's a real thing i don't think that's what i have but i i just like to tell you know i like to spin webs spin spin little folklore up and say that i have this uh dwindling cardio that will never get better now because i have rat lung and my lungs are slowly dying and can you talk about how you ended up breathing in a, a dead rat yeah, so I was living in this house in the city, and there was previous roommates in there that had just left shit in the basement, including just like all kinds of just personal belongings, but they left it in like a fortress for rats. And I went in and I went down there and I eradicated the rat fortress. You know, I, oh man, it was pretty ethically ridiculous, but I had to like trap and kill a bunch of rats which I've never done before and wasn't that cool. But I also wasn't like turned off from it. I'm like, I'll do this, whatever. It's like taking all these rats that these, these motherfuckers were pretty big rats. Like I finally had to get the boss rat, which I swear is like a four or five pound rat. But uh, at the time there was a box. Like, again, I have these people that I never even knew because they had lived there before and they had moved out. And uh, I was just like picking up boxes and, you know, well, I didn't want to do it. I was doing it because I had to get done. And I picked up this one box and it was like kind of sealed to the ground. And when I picked it up, like I had seen rat like bones and where rats had died, you know, I could see the remains. But this one literally was the outline of a rat. I can't never, I can't, I'm a very visual person. I can't unsee outline of the rat on the ground. It's a black outline. Literally no bone or anything remaining, just an outline almost. Like if you imagine a chalk outline of a rat, but black and I picked it up and as I picked it up part of the part of the um bottom of the cardboard kind of like disintegrated right in my right from my eyes and I breathed in at the same time and it like it like burned all the way it burned my eyes my eyes burned I had, like I couldn't open my eyes and my nose and my mouth it was just all the way I took a deep breath in and it, I, seriously it burnt all the way down to like my stomach and I was like, Ugh. and I couldn't breathe. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It was like I got like maced or something. And I was like, and, like I couldn't breathe. And like nobody else was there. I was in the house by myself. And I was just like down there. I was like, oh my God. So flash forward like an hour or two, Bob and a bunch of other people, they all roll up to the house. And I just have all the trash bags and I'm just uh, put them all outside. And they're like, what's up with you? And I'm like, I think I just breathed in the dead rat. I'm not really sure, but I couldn't breathe for a couple seconds. And my, you know, I felt like I got like tear gassed or something. And it was so weird. And I'm like, I don't even know if that's real. And then I looked up the internet and supposedly you can die from breathing in dead rodents. So I'm not dead yet, but I just, right around the same time I started my cardio started like really dwindling. I don't know, but people were telling me it's stress and anxiety and too much caffeine. It probably is probably those things, but and how long has it been? That was like it's before that show, so that was like that's probably October, November. I mean, I really think it is a lot of anxiety and stuff, and um, 
like dehydration or anxiety, just general things that it, like kind of all bump up into a huge problem. But like, it sucks. Running out of air really sucks. And I just think I just don't know how to breathe properly enough. Yeah, that's scary though. Not, like not really knowing if you actually have it or not. But it's been yeah, like... I don't think I do. Like it's one of those things where you let them be it, and it's like that's why I'm not really trying to take the piss out of it or make a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't think it is that. It's just like again with everything else in my life, it's just a gimmick kind of thing. Like oh yeah, he's got rat lung, and they call me. Some of my friends call me rat lung now. Yeah, it is what it is. Well. Keith, I have enjoyed this time talking to you. It's seriously been a long time coming, but unfortunately, we have to wrap things up. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how much time it's been. It's probably been way too long. Again, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll come back on anytime you want if you want to talk about actual things. I think we talk, we talk about real shit, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. I, other times talk about. I, I would definitely love to have you back on. Uh, like it would be an honor to have you back because seriously uh, talking to you has been great and i'm sure like i feel like we just barely scratched the surface because like yeah like we've talked about payback and a couple of like you know other current events but um you know from what people told me behind the scenes like you know there's a lot more to you and you know you've been involved in hardcore a long time so i'm sure there's a lot more stories to tell so i would definitely love to have you back on okay yeah sounds good okay well we'll definitely schedule it um before we uh, sign off is there anything you want to shout out or plug yeah, I was going to do a list of things because, like, I, I, I don't want to sound like, oh, look at me. I have a, my brain doesn't work. My brain really doesn't work right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have, like, recollection that works all the time. But I was going to shout out some things. I was going to write a list because I know it would be easier. But then I was like, you know what? I don't want to come in with a list. I'm just going to come in and say things. People know that I love them. And if I don't shout them out, if I don't shout out their band, it's not a disrespect thing. They know what the real shit is. Like, we all know. So I'm going to shout out PYC, Lennon. I think that's a real label and um, lots of cool bands on it. Point of Contact, Magnitude, Seed of Pain. Um, I'm going to shout out all my guys in Payback because they're all awesome. And I'm not just doing that because they're my band, but they're some of the best people I know. Shout out Bob Wilson, obviously, holding it down. And him and Joe and AXBX, Alex Bradley, putting on shows, doing hardcore things in Philadelphia. Um Yep, I think I shouted out my man Mully, yeah, Year of the Knife, Code Orange, doing big things. Um, Pennsylvania as a whole, smaller bands coming up, Simulacra, Dom Pay Bomb, Scariest Monster of All Time, uh, Shackled, some of the best guys, Big Dylan and the boys. Uh, let's see, Contrast of Sin, you got, you got Bad Keith, um, he sings in that, He's that's a cool band. Uh, fuck. You got chemical fixation, combination of chemical fix and fixation. Um, those guys always hold down. Mikey is one of the most insane monsters of all time. Wyatt records stuff around here and is the man. Um, I'm again, if I forget things, it's just because my brain doesn't work. Uh, listen to see the pain record. See pain is the truth. If you don't know about it, you soon will, but there's no way you don't at this point. I think it's one of the best things that ever happened to hardcore. And that's a kind of a crazy thing to say, but it is. It really is. Hardcore Pride, The Day I Die, uh, Magnitude Record, fucking, why am I missing stuff? Yeah, just listen to Hardcore. You already do, but just keep listening to Hardcore and do zines, go to shows when you can, do the live stuff on the internet, just promote just the longevity of Hardcore and... Yeah, it'll 
it'll be here. If you give it the opportunity to be here and you promote it and you keep it moving for the one scene. Oh, uh, yeah, that's all I got. One scene. Hey, back. Oh, yeah. New LP. We'll have that this week or this year. I'm sorry. Uh, we're working on that right now. One-sided LP on Plead Your Case. Seven songs and a cover. I think that's the schematics of it. And we're working on that. So that will happen. We're back to playing shows when the world opens back up. And thanks for actually having me on here. And I'm glad we got to do this and we'll do it again. And we'll talk about other shit that you want to talk about. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top. Okay. And uh, we're back. Yeah. So real quick, I need to shout out uh, Greg Mongos. He's a man. Uh, he's a godfather of New Jersey. And he's just a, honestly a dude that I look up to, always have. And um, I listen to his podcast. And he has a lot of cool things to say. And you should listen to World of Mice. And his song Shackled is what I think everyone should listen to and realize that, you know, hardcore is for us and it will keep going as long as we keep it going. And I don't know, his his just take on hardcore in general and his just take on life, he's just a refreshing person to talk to. I wanted to say that. I forgot it. I will forget other people too, but I needed to say that. Have a good night. All right. There you guys have it. Once in unity. Peace. <laughs>